You're listening to episode 24 of the Junto Podcast with Darren McCullum, a discussion on hometown leadership. Thanks for stopping by and enjoy the show. All right, welcome to the Junto Podcast, episode 23. I am here with Darren McCullum, and if you're local, you know that I would say that Darren is a staple in our community, uh, has been involved not only with Victory Church for a lot of years, but but I think mainly what people probably know you from is is the Boys and Girls Club yeah. of Crittenden County. And I, I want to talk a little bit about your history there, but uh, welcome to the show, Darren. How you Thank doing, you. man? I appreciate you having me. Like always, like I told you when I come in, I, I gave blood today, you know, trying to do what I can both on the job and off the job to help out. So, so if y'all see Darren pass out, you know why he gave <laughs> blood today. So that's what that's all about. But I mean, Darren, I, I wanted to have a conversation with you because you uh, have got a lot going on. We'll talk a little bit about Victory Church in just a few minutes. But man, you know, you have been uh, ever since I can remember, and I've been here. We moved back, I guess, in '97. I was born here. But uh, we moved off, and then I moved back in 97. And as long as I can remember, you have been here and been part of, uh, used to be just the Boys Club, right? And then it was changed to Boys and Girls Club of Crittenden County. Man, what a legacy. Tell us about that. How did you get your start? And, you know... It, it, I believe it's a legacy because people don't stay that long. So tell us a little bit about that. Tell us the history. You know, uh, honestly, I never planned to work at the Boys and Girls Club. You know, I grew up in the club as a kid. Wow. And went off to college. And when I came back, um, I had one of those dads that said, you're going to find a job. Wow. You know, I mean, like a week after I got back from college, you're going to find a job. And at that time, I had a cousin that was working at the Boys and Girls Club and he said, man, we need somebody to help out with our basketball games at night and, and kind of clean the building when games are over. So I was pretty much a glorified janitor when I started, <laughs> just right out of college, and, and I'd planned on going back on going to graduate school and, sure. and doing that. And, you know, I volunteered to coach a baseball team. I was up there around the kids a lot. And, you know, honestly, um, like it says in Jeremiah, you know, God had plans for me that I didn't have for myself. Wow. And he laid it on my heart that, that the youth in this community needed uh, a role model. They needed leadership. And so, you know, I took the job as the athletic director first and as the interim director and still wasn't sure. Um, but, again, I followed God's guidance. And wow. 28 years later, I'm still there 28 doing it. years. Gosh, that so. is crazy, you know. Um I'll say, too, uh, first of all, no matter where you are, 28 years is a long time. But, you know, to to have been planted in this community, it, realistically, this isn't always the easiest place to live, you no. know. And what has made you stay? You know, what what is it that you saw? One of the things, and I'm, I'm sure you'll expound on this, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure you feel fulfilled by what you do. But what has made you stay 28 years? Well, what brought me back here and probably what kept me here for the longest time was family. You know, I had wow. family here. Right. Um, and I think after that, the people in the community, um, you know, any community you go to, you're going to be able to find problems. You're yeah, going to be able to find true. things that you don't like. But, uh, you know, this community is filled with great people mm. with a heart to help and to serve. And, you know, and then the kids at the club have kept me. There's a group of kids that pretty much helped me make my decision to start this career. And then every day I see more and more kids that 
made me continue to do it. Yeah, goodness gracious. Uh, I'm sure there's been plenty of stories throughout the years of where you've seen, I think that's one unique thing about what you do. You know, a lot of us have jobs where we don't always see the impact of what we do. Sometimes we even wonder, but I feel like with what you do, uh, you probably get to see the impact that you've made in the lives of these kids. Is there anything that sticks out, maybe a, a youth or a story or anything that you've experienced throughout the years? You're like, okay, this is why I do what I do, you know? Well, and there he is, and that's the story that I tell when I you know, speak to Rotary clubs, when I speak to other groups and things. Is When I first started, even as the, the glorified janitor, there was a group of brothers, there were five of them that came to the club. Wow. You know, single mom, mm-hmm. five uh, young men, and they were there a lot of times before we opened the doors, and we were usually waiting for them to get picked up. Wow. Um, people, you know, in general, uh, bought them stuff at the concession, but they were just a staple of the club. Um, and then I guess when the oldest one was about 13 and the youngest one was about seven, uh, their mother was murdered in front of them um, wow. by a, a man she was dating at the time. And um, so our club made the decision at that time, one of my board members, because everybody knew these kids. The mm-hmm. community knew these kids because if you came to the Boys and Girls Club, you knew them. You know, they were there. And our, our uh, one of our board members um, made a motion that in, our, in a board meeting that, hey, as long as these kids want to be members, we'll never charge them another penny to, to do anything wow. up here. And, you know, um, there were five of them, you know, one of them still comes um, back around and visits sometimes. He lives in Memphis, works in Memphis. Three of them actually received college degrees. Man, you know, wow. Um, and I want to say that we played a role in, in their success just oh. by showing them that somebody cared for them and that we were there for them when they needed us. Absolutely, no doubt. There's no question. You know, I, I, I was lucky enough to to have my parents around, you know, uh, but there's so many families who maybe it's a single parent home or maybe it's a tragedy like that one who don't have the stability at home. Uh, And I can see how the Boys and Girls Club would just be instrumental, you know. In fact, my brothers have told me stories uh, of going when they were younger. And at the time, my parents were not as stable as they were by the time I came around, you know. And uh, I remember them telling me stories of of being dropped off there early in the mornings. But it, it's, I'll say this, Darren. It, it's been uh, it's been awesome to see you there. I think people, when people think about the the boys and girls club, they think about you. Let's just be honest, you know. Right. And, and and you know, and I think that you know keeps me there too. Is the the people in the community are so nice. Yes, I make decisions sometimes that people aren't happy with we all do and and, you know and then i get some people angry with me sometimes on things but you know i think a lot of my success there comes from and i try to pass on to all of my employees and then again to my daughter when i talk to her is you know no matter how upset someone gets to me you know i i usually try to respond with love and kindness and and you know just show them that you know hey we can disagree on something but we can still be social to each other and be polite to each other. That's just the way, you know, my style of, of doing things. And and truly, it comes from you know putting God first. Come on, you uh, know that's you know I, I I did an interview years ago for a little local uh, the Crittenden County Good News when it was out in wow you know and uh, 
you know, they asked me you know, at that time, you know, you know, what do you what do you believe in? What do you do in to be successful? And I said, you know, the things I was taught as a child, you put God first, your family second, then everything else falls in behind that. Wow. And uh, that keeps me successful. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, and we see it, you know, it's it's that's one of the reasons I wanted to have a conversation with you because, you know, this this podcast is uh, it's a community a podcast, but really it's it's from the perspective of faith, right? You know, we talk about community and leadership and things of that nature, but it's different when you're leading from a perspective of faith. And I, you know, I know that that has played a role in what you do, the lives that you've impacted over the years, uh, and which kind of brings me to, you know, it seems like you can't get away from the kids. You've all you uh you serve here at Victory Church yes. on the on the ministry team on the kids uh, Victory Kids. So, how has that played? I mean, it seems logical you're around youth and children all day, but how have you been able to bring to the church what you've kind of learned? Uh, in your everyday work life? Um, you know, I've talked with uh, Pastor Michael one time before about it is, you know, I grew up in the church. I mean, my wow. mom was one of those that when we were young, we went to church. Yeah. If we didn't yeah. go to church, then you didn't do anything the rest of the day on Sunday. Wow. You know, it was just, you know, and she had us there, and she taught Sunday school uh, at Holy Cross, the Episcopal Church. Um and then as I got older and became a teen, I started going to church with my dad at a Baptist church. Right. And then we joined, uh, my wife and I, when our, after our daughter was born, we joined Marion First Baptist. And they had a series uh, one time about spiritual gifts, that we all have wow. a spiritual gift. And I think that's when I discovered that working with kids was God's spiritual gift to me. Man. You know, to be able to work with kids. And so, you know, I've done some stuff with adults before in, in church and outside of church and I can do it, but I don't have the comfort level. I don't have the, the blessing of God that I have when I work with kids. And so, you know, to serve and to serve kids is what God, I think what he put me on this earth for, man. And so, you know, I do it in every aspect that I can, you know, I, I, I volunteer, you know, sometimes my wife gets on to me and tells me, Hey, it's okay to tell people no sometimes, dear, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but I love it. I, I feel when you find that that gift that God gives you, and you participate in it, you know, you know, like our our motto here is to serve. Yes. When you serve, what what God gives you to serve, you get a fulfillment that you can't explain. I mm. mean, it's just a, a happiness that that you get out wow. of doing what God wants you to do. And mine is working with kids. I mean, doing the, the victory kids. I love it. Man. You know? Do they always act right and listen to my lessons? No way. You, you know they don't. No, but I try to make it fun. I try to teach them. And, uh, you know, I've made friends with, you know, because some of those kids don't go to any of our programs. The right. only time I see them is here. Exactly. But, you know, hopefully wherever I have contact with a kid, I can make a difference in them one yeah. way or the other. Wow. So going back to what you were saying um, you know, it is a gift. I will say this, working in youth ministry, I just, you know, we made a transition uh, in our youth ministry, and I've, I've, since 2010, have been the youth pastor here. But And I'll say this, not everyone can do that. Like, what you do, uh, it really is. You mentioned the anointing, the gifting, the comfortability. There truly is something about being set apart. And, and you know, Everybody has different gifts, and I'll say that working with young people absolutely is a gift, and it's apparent 
that that you have that you know because you got to think doing twenty eight years of anything you gotta <laughs> it can be it could be tiresome but you throw young people in the mix and right. you know you got to have a special spirit to be able to deal with that so I, I commend you on that I know not only uh, do you guys have programs on your own but let's talk a little bit about because you guys are pivotal to the community. What I mean by that, you know, when school is out, or I know there's different times where, like, the schools even rely on you guys right. to do something. How how does all that coordinate? Because it's not just about the programs, but it's about being a community organization. Right. Um, we now have uh, six after-school sites. Wow. And two summer sites. Um, we have our main site there at the Boys and Girls Club, which has always been there. Yeah. And then we have sites at Bragg Elementary, Richland Elementary, then all three of the Marion Magnet Schools for after-school kids. Um, I had no idea that yeah. y'all were, so y'all have six different sites. And, wow. You know, and one thing about that is transportation is tough in, mm-hmm. in, in Crittenden County. You know, yeah. um, the last thing we want is a, a a kid to go home after school and be at home by themselves. Man. And so, you know, we started working with the schools and say, hey, let us take the programs to your facilities. And the schools, you know, give us their facilities for free. We just have to find the staffing right. and follow the guidelines that, and everything that we need to do. But um, And it's been successful, you know, because of that, we serve right at 300 kids every day between all six of the sites combined. And that's in addition to the other things the you other have sp- going other on. Other sports and other things that we have going on. Yeah, but we do that. And then, um, you know, also because... When I was growing up, my dad owned his own business. He worked full-time, but my mom worked part-time, uh, and so she was able to pick us up from school and do things like that. Right. But, you know, now you got families, again, with a lot of single-parent uh, oh. households, and parent uh, households where both parents work. Yes. And so we hope we play a key role in the fact that, all right, we're going to have a safe place where your kid can go, you know, anytime that you have to work and um, that the schools are not in. As a matter of fact, spring break this year, um, we had uh, Marion schools were out two weeks. Exactly. Which were out one. <laughs> yeah. We opened our main site. We just one site. We opened right. that site up, you know, from seven in the morning till six at night, both weeks, and said, if you need a place for your kids to go, you know, we're here. Uh, wow. We, we feed the kids. Uh, we actually had school teachers that we have on staff through a grant that come in and continue that learning with them when they're there. Wow. Um, it's just, uh, you know, again, we want to fill that that need for every family to help their kids to learn and grow and and have fun. It's apparent that, that what you guys do is way more than, than trying to coordinate sports and extracurricular activities for, for children and youth. I, I had no idea that you had those external sites, but I can only imagine, my goodness, 300 students a day. And, you have to, you know, when you look at that from the outside looking in, you're like, man, you, what an impact you honestly are having. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's even, we even have family members who they work uh, late hours. So sometimes, you know, looking back at it now, I'm like, well, that must be the program that they're in. Mm-hmm. And and you got to think if the parents can't make it home in time after work, you know, what would that child be doing were it not for those programs. So, Darren, I, we appreciate you and your staff trying to make Crittenden County 
the best it can be. And honestly, that's what it's going to take. You know, we had Shelby Joe on, and we're talking right. to other community leaders and people who, who honestly are taking their community and being a good steward. We talk about stewardship all the time, and that's stewardship is the idea that, listen, it's all God's. We're just here to steward it. Exactly. You know, nothing I have is mine. So kudos to you guys, Thank man. You. I had no idea. Like, that's eye-opening for me because I never would have thought that. Yeah. Our, like I say, our total membership every year uh, runs around 1,500 different kids. That's everything that we do, sports and after-school and summer programs. And just on the after-school programs alone, we serve about 300 a day. You add in... We just finished up uh, registration for our spring sports, and we have almost 600 kids registered playing one of our spring sports that we've got going on. Yeah. Well, we just signed uh, our third, Sadie. Yeah. She'll be she'll I be doing her. volleyball yeah, this our, year. So her name down there. Yeah. It, we're excited for that. Uh, I can tell you too. Just while we're talking about sports, I've seen uh, the impact that that can do. You know, so many kids now are on devices, are on phones, you know, they don't really get much physical activity. How crucial do you think it is, you know, to be involved in something like that, especially for for younger kids and youth who, because I'll be honest, if I let my teens lay around all day and be on the phone, they would do that. They would do it. I think they would. And, you know, and every kid has their niche too. You know, some kids enjoy sports some want to play just for the fun and right you know but there are some that are really gifted when it comes to technology and you know do i think kids stay on technology too much yes but i also realize that that's the way of the future it so is the more they know the more it's going to help them that's true now when they we do have technology we have a computer lab uh there at the club and we have um, chromebooks we have iPads. Uh, we now just had a new grant for workforce training. We'll be able to work with some teens, and it's a virtual reality workforce training. Wow! You know, so technology is built built into our program. That's awesome. Uh, but um, only when it's part of our programs. We don't want the kids sitting, like you said, we don't want them sitting around <laughs> all day long on an iPad or yeah, on a phone. Yeah. You know, playing a game or watching a movie. We want them to be involved and be active and yeah. things like that. And you know. Some parents are happy for their kid to be on their phone and, and on their iPad, and so that causes us a little bit of debate sometimes. But right. We, you know, we want the kids to interact with other kids. I yeah. Mean, um, think of, you know, I think about when I was, we had, didn't have cell phones when I was a kid. I couldn't imagine not visiting my friends and talking to my friends yes. and, and doing those things. Instead, now it's you get a text. I know. You know yeah. Or, so. And what's crazy is they're perfectly content with just operating within that digital space, you yes. know, like uh, my daughters are social, but they're, they're, you know, they have their own little digital world going on too. So, so it's a trip. And it just brings me back to, you know, as the world changes, uh, I just think that what you guys do, you and your staff and what you do for the community, I think it's going to become that much more important you know, you guys are probably parents to some of these kids. If you think about it, what I mean by that is they're not seeing a parental structure anywhere else. You know, so you guys are doing more than just providing a space and an activity. You really are providing a sense of structure to a lot of these young people. Yeah, we do. And and you you keep mentioning my staff, and that is truly the key to the success of the club. As my staff, I've got a 
really good staff, um, people who care about the kids, who are willing. I mean, there was a few weeks ago um, when the, all the power outages happened. Yes. And, and uh, Marion schools were in school that day, and they we got the notice that, hey, you know, we're sending the kids home early today because right. of the power outages. And, you know, so I got on the phone and called some of my staff and two hours before they're normally supposed to be at work, my staff were there at those sites wow. immediately to make sure that those kids, you know, cause there's parents that were working in Memphis or doing Absolutely. things, you know, um, and they didn't have notice, you know, yeah. um, yesterday, every, all the schools gave us enough notice with the threat of the storms that we went ahead and closed down for the safety of our kids. Right. You know, we want our kids to be safe. That's our sure. first priority. But my staff, jump in and do whatever I ask them to do. I've got some amazing people that work for me. Man, that's awesome. I, You know, 28 years in, I hope uh, that the Lord uh, gives you however many more years you, you want and can handle there. But I know you and I were talking right before we started recording is that, you know, a big part of both what you and I do is, is our faith. You know, right. it's it's more than going to church. Um, it's more, you know, it, it is a personal relationship. Uh, it's a personal relationship uh, with our Heavenly Father that gives us the strength. And, and I know that's been such a pivotal, you know, a pivotal point or, or reason, I guess, why you do what you do. But how, how does it feel for you? Because I know you have to feel fulfilled and feeling like you're living your purpose, you know? Right. Um you know, I guess the easiest way to explain why I do, and I think, well, not I think, I know why I'm successful in it, is it's part of my testimony. You know, mm. I told you earlier, I grew up, my mom had us in church yeah. every Sunday. But when I was young, my dad didn't go to church. Oh, really? You know, he wow. did not go at all. But I was a typical little boy that I idolized my father. Yeah. I wanted to do whatever he wanted to do. Mm. I wanted to be, and I wanted to please him and yeah. all that I did. And, uh, you know, and he was, he worked on his own business and worked, you know, five, six days a week. And Sunday was his day off and the day he hunted and fished and played baseball or I mean, softball and yeah. football and yeah. things. So I couldn't wait to the day I got old enough to spend those Sundays with my dad. But when I was about nine years old, he, um, he had a massive heart attack and, actually uh, died on the operating table or died in the emergency room and they brought him back to life. Wow. And he had an experience uh, that scared him. And so from that point on, he was on fire for serving God. Wow. So then now I have this father that I idolized, that I idolized who's on fire to serve God. Man. And so my whole life I was always, I want to please my dad. I want to please my dad. Mm -hmm. And I still did. But now... Not only did I want to please my my earthly father, I wanted to please my heavenly father. Come on. And I always, in every decision I make, the things I do, I would think, growing up, what would my dad think? You know, and even as an adult, what would my dad think? But more importantly, what does my heavenly father think mm. about what I'm doing? Wow. And so I try to put that in every decision I make. You know, would my earthly father be proud of me? Exactly. You know, would my heavenly father approve of me? And so... You know, that's that's the, my key to the success, success I've had at the Boys and Girls Club. Am I perfect? No way. I'm still a None singer. of us are. Yeah. You know? And so, I mean, again, that 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 is. And, and, and then the thing I love about Victory Church, you know, I went as a teenager 
in the mid-80s, and I went to a Baptist church, and I was saved in a Baptist church. And honestly, I, I think I was scared into salvation. Cause <laughs> that was at the time where you had the hellfire, brimstone. I had the, the preacher. Look, that, you know, and, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. You know, but now, you know, when I, you know, come to victory, I see I could have been saved on the love of Christ. Wow. And that's that's what I love about this church. You know, Pastor Michael, and when you preach, and when, when Pastor Haley does it, it's, it's about love. You know, it's about how much God loves us and how much Jesus loves us. You know, it's not all about the bad we did and, and that, the fact that we are sinners. We know we're sinners. Yeah, But exactly. it's about the love that He has for us and the willingness He is to forgive us and and just fulfill our lives through love. So. That's that's what makes, in my view, the gospel message so just so powerful and unique. You know, we're coming up on Easter, and we're going to be talking about the resurrection. But, you know, what's crazy is that the Bible tells us that while we were yet sinners, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And uh, it is such a sacrificial love, uh, and, and it is different. You know, I grew up Baptist as well. I got saved at a young age. Uh, uh, we had Brother Delton Dees. I don't even know where he was from. I lived in Waverly, Missouri at the time, population 900. But he was in for the week preaching a revival, and man, I got a touch from the Holy Spirit. And, you know, it stuck. I'm yeah. still here, and I still love the Lord. Uh, but I understand what you mean. It is so different when you get a revelation of the love of Christ. You know, it changes everything. Yeah. I mean, because I truly feel the love of Christ every day, Man. you know, and everything I do. And like you, you said earlier, uh, though we were sinners, not only that, though we're still going to sin. Yeah, he still right, for, right, you know, exactly. He still died for us, Yeah, you know, and, uh, you know, that's what I, I, when I pray, I spend most of my prayers are thanks. Exactly. Thanks. Thank you, God. Thank, thank you, you for Lord. everything that I, you know, I could just go on and thanking and thanking everything I have, everything I am is because of him. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, and then I pray for those, the you know, the others that need my prayers. Yeah. But but most of it is thanks. It you is know, thanksgiving to to my heavenly Father for everything He's done for me and that He's going to do for me. It it changes eternity. Yes, it changes your heart. It changes your perspective when you have felt that love of Christ. And Darren, I can see that man. You know, there's nobody that I know when your name pops up. You know. <laughs> No matter who I'm talking to, they're just oh he's he's awesome. We love him. He's just the best. And uh, you have I think established that reputation because I believe people feel the love of Christ, and that that's what people are supposed to do with with us as believers. And I wanted to bring up real quick that you had an opportunity this year uh, to receive an award from the West Memphis Chamber of Commerce. And you got member of the year, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I did. What a what an honor to be recognized in that way. And now that you've now that you've really kind of expounded, you know, into all what the the Boys and Girls Club actually does, I'm not surprised. I mean, I'll be honest, I really didn't know you guys did as much as you're doing. But tell me about that. How does how does it feel to be recognized and in, in that way? Um, well, like I. I, I put on my post on Facebook. I received that award, but that that was strictly a award for my staff. Wow! The work that they did. Uh, yeah, we were we were honored because of the fact that during COVID, that we made every effort to stay open and serve wow. the, those families that really needed us, and 
and we had to cut we had to limit some things but we we stayed open we were you know when everything shut down um we were one of the first boys and girls clubs in the actually in the nation to open back up to serve really wow um because we saw the need here yeah you know and 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 my staff are the ones that did it. You know, I, I received the award, but that award should have went to the organization as far as um, them them doing it because they did it. I couldn't do it without them. I, I'm only one person. That's right. And they buy into what I'm, you know, I believe in as far as serving the kids. And, and so they they jumped right on board with me. And and uh, so that, that award, and, it, and it's as a big honor. You know, it was actually the second time I'd received it back in, uh, the 90s. Wow. Um, but, uh, you know. In it, the 90s, guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's how long he's been doing. He received it in the 90s, and here we are in 2022. Uh, man, that's awesome. And I, I know what you mean. You know, this, you know, one of the, the subtitles of this podcast is Faith, Leadership, Community. And just from a leadership aspect, I think that's what, for me personally, that's one of the things that I look for in a leader is is not only humility, uh, but being able to recognize that that you have an awesome team that 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 not I won't say that buys into what you do, but you you have been able to set that vision, and because of your leadership, they have been able to say, okay, I believe that what he's doing is the right thing, and it it always helps to have that team behind you, and that to me, that's what the embodiment of a leader is, you know, and I I think that's very humble, and I know that. It's the same way here at church. We couldn't do anything without the people that serve and the people that understand what we're trying to do here at Victory. And it's not about us. You know, when we're serving, whatever it is, whether that's from a preaching capacity or serving the youth or serving children on Sundays, we all do it with the spirit of thanksgiving. It's just like you said, you know, it's like I'm thanking God. And because of that, it's it's natural that I want to give back. Right. So. You know, and then serving in the Victory Kids and, and anything else I serve here, you know, that's what I love about it is not only do I get to do it, but I do feel appreciated by the staff at the wow. church, by the, you know, the pastor staff, the, the, you know, everybody here appreciates it and they make you feel appreciated. It's, you know, um, if nothing else, I'm walking through on a Sunday morning and, you know, and Pastor Haley, I really appreciate everything you do. For Absolutely. You know, that makes you feel, that makes you feel fulfilled of doing you know, you're doing something that that do people do appreciate, and God, you know, put you there to do. And yeah, it's crucial work. You know, um, working with young people, it's crucial work. We always say, and you can even break this down statistically, but you know, the amount of young people that need our example, that need a seed of faith planted in their life. And I know that's not something you just do here at Victory, but I know that's what you do in, in your regular work. And I I know that even in my own experience working with youth, that it could be five or six years later, and I'll have someone come up to me and say, I never told you this before, but five or six years ago when we were in youth group and you were talking about this or you did that, I want you to know how much that impacted my life. And man, when you hear that and you really see the impact, and it's not that we did anything special, we just opened ourselves up and said, hey, I want to be used, Lord, use me. When you hear that and you see the impact that you had, man, it's life-changing. You it, probably hit, get that all the time. It definitely, you know, and because I think about my life, you know, my dad was my number one role model. He was the most influential person 
in my life. Wow. You know, my mom too, but there's something about a bond between a, a father and a son. Yeah. You know, um, but uh, then after that, my youth pastor at, at uh, Ingram Boulevard Baptist Church. Wow. And the thing that he did with us and the amount he showed us how much he cared and, mm. and the fun we had. And then my football coach in high school, Grafton Moore, was another one that he, wow. you know, he had such an impact because, you know, we were playing football for him and he was our coach, but he showed us he loved us and he shared Man. God's message with us all the time, you know. So, you know, knowing that, that those people made that impact in my life, I want to try to do that to the youth that I serve. And it, it, not just the youth, but anybody I come in contact. Exactly. A lot of people may never step into a church and hear a sermon, but if my actions and the things I do can be a sermon to them about God and God's grace and love, hey, you know, that's what God wants me to do. Man, Darren, that's huge uh, because you're exactly right. There's some people who will never step foot in a church, and the only opportunity they might have to to witness and act uh, a demonstration of God's love is through us out just doing living life, you know. Exactly. And you you get the privilege of of you know seeing a lot of uh, the the seeds that you plant firsthand come to fruition. Uh, but Darren, that's awesome. I know that this community is grateful for you. We're grateful for you uh, in here at Victory Church. But if there's some encouragement, maybe to a young person, or I think I think the fact that you've been here so long and you've been planted, if you have any encouragement for a young person, just life advice, what would that be? What would you encourage someone to do? Uh, just follow your dreams. You know, I mean, always wow. follow what what you want to do. You yeah. know, what it, what it would take for you to be happy. But again, like I said, put God at the forefront. Mm. You're never going to find true happiness or true success if you leave Him behind. Wow. You, you know, He's he, you know God's there to be our leader. Yes. You know, even when we try to run away from Him. Yeah. And honestly, in my life, I've had periods of time where <laughs> I've tried to. You know, even after I was saved. When yeah. I, you know, when went away to college, there's times where I've. Faded away from God. Wow. And I may try to run from him, but he's always going to be right there with me. And, you know, and I tell you, if you put, if you put God first, man, you know, uh, what the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Yes. And then everything else will fall into place. You know it. And so that's, that's just my best advice to anybody is follow your dreams, but know that your dreams, you know, you're going to have to have help. Yeah. And the best help in the world is, is, is God and our Lord and Come Savior, on. Jesus Christ. Man, that's awesome. I, I really appreciate you sharing that story about your dad. I appreciate you uh, letting us know. I hope that for those that listen and watch this, you understand uh, that the what the Boys and Girls Club does is not just about the awesome activities they provide, but, man, all the support you guys give the schools and the community. It's, it's a blessing. Darren, we appreciate you, brother. Was there anything else you had on your heart or wanted well, to mention? Just if you're not serving at this church, if you're a, a member or not even a member, if Come you're on. not serving, we'd love to have you. If you're not doing Victory Kids, you're missing out on a lot of fun. And, you know, to see the kids toward God's Word, that we've been able to work with them. Uh, and I know we always need help. Always. Uh, and I can promise you you'll be blessed if you do it. Awesome. You heard it here first, guys. Brother Darren, we appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks you having me. Thanks for stopping by. Y'all have a blessed day. <laughs>